What makes Michigan's defense so strong ahead of this rivalry game? Hmm, gee, it really could be anything. Also, Jackson Cole are going to miss extended time to start this season. And then we dive headfirst into the mailbag. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more, and right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked On Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked On Spartans. Your team in green and white five days a week, and happy eve to the eve, or just eve, whenever you're listening to this, happy some period of time before... Woo! Rivalry week. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into this here in a little bit and really break down Michigan's defense, go through the X's and O's of what makes them so strong this year before the game. But first, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this year podcast or YouTube channel. And well, away we go again. Michigan, absolute juggernaut of a team. And quite frankly, if we could have a Spartan to Spartan discussion, it would be a complete and utter embarrassment if Michigan did not lift the national championship trophy after this season with all the production they have coming back with all of the other teams around the nation having some holes in their game as well. And I don't think that there's any other advantage Michigan has this year, but if there is one, that could also help them win a national title this year as well. A big reason to why they're so good is because of their defense, just giving up 6.7 yards per game. That would smash a modern-day record if they kept that going throughout the season. And what has made that unit so strong for Michigan? Well, let's go through a few stats right here. And Oh, that's not a stat. Hold on. That's Oh, from the Athletic, breaking. The Big Ten has approached Michigan State with what was described as credible evidence that Michigan has successfully stolen signs by opposing teams this season, sources confirmed to the Athletic. What? Stealing sign? Is that why they're only giving up 6.7 points per game? Is that why they're smashing every single team? Because they're stealing signs and know every team's plays, signals, and maybe even more before games even begin? Well, that, that's strange. I thought they were the leaders in the best. I thought they had integrity and stood for everything that was good with football. No. So on a real note here, yes, the Athletic, uh, Ross Dellinger, a, a whole bunch of media outlets, and of course, the Detroit outlets were last to get to this. Uh, national outlets, though, they were on it. Big Ten, they have approached Michigan State, Michigan, and the quote that we are going to use here is the credible Evidence, okay, credible evidence using a vast network to steal signals. Let's read the Big Ten Conference statement right here. Late Wednesday afternoon, the Big Ten Conference and University of Michigan were notified by the NCAA that the NCAA was investigating allegations of sign stealing by the University of Michigan football program. The Big Ten Conference has notified MSU and future opponents. The Big Ten Conference considers the integrity of competition to be of the utmost importance and will continue to monitor monitor the investigation. The conference will have no further comment at this time. And well, let's just keep on reading statements here because this is from the University of Michigan quote, the university is fully cooperating with the Big Ten and NCAA. The investigation is ongoing and will not impact Saturday's game at the University of Michigan. We are committed to the highest ethical and integrity standards for all members of our community. 
And the fact that there is a faction of people out there that actually believe that last sentence is equal parts hilarious and just downright scary that people can be that delusional that at the University of Michigan, we are committed to the highest ethical and integrity standards for all members of our community. Now, that is strange considering that, well, I don't know if you guys saw this last year. Mozzie Smith, 31 tackles in nine games after he was caught with a felony gun charge in early October. Certainly, I don't know how high the ethical and integrity standard that was for him to play in nine games after that, but I digress. Or, hey, remember when us... Michigan State fans were doing the HR work for Michigan football this offseason when they hired Bo Schembechler's fail son to have some recruiting role. And here he is just liking a bunch of racist tweets and just, <laughs> just insane stuff. And no, it wasn't University of Michigan that did the work there to get him fired. It was just us Michigan State fans bored on a summer's night. Again, but hey, we stand for the highest ethical integrity here. Or hey, is there any update on the computer access crimes that the offensive coordinator had last year? Surely the Detroit media is foying the lights out on that one, getting down to the bottom of it there. Or uh, hey, wasn't Grant Perry a captain not too long ago? And then wait, hold on. What? What's your what's your football building named again? Who's it named after? Oh, did he have a friend that he helped allegedly enable to assault hundreds of young men? Well, hold on. Let me, maybe I read that statement wrong here. That at the University of Michigan, we are committed to the highest ethical and integrity standards for all members of our community. That none of that checked out, but that's okay. They do things a little differently there in Ann Arbor. Uh, and also, coaches have kind of hinted at this whole thing going on, right? With sign stealing going on, kind of knowing that well, Michigan, who is a good team on the field, they did not need to do this to start their season undefeated. Let's just get that clear. But Hmm, some coaches said some things interesting. Like Greg Schiano at halftime of this year's game against Michigan said, quote, there's some stuff going on out there. There are some things that aren't good, right? And we will talk about how to handle that. And yeah, like that. Okay, so coaches kind of had a hunch on this. And also, well, you don't get investigated for all this without someone catching wind that, hmm, something fishy is going on right here. This wasn't just sour grapes because, well, it's not like there's not usually good teams in the Big Ten, but no one has ever been investigated like this. But, hey, you know what, let's just go back to another Michigan quote here. This is former or current coach uh, Matt Dudek. I don't quite personally don't care where he is now. Look, we know that there are people who don't operate on the same moral ground that not only Michigan expects, but that Coach Harbaugh demands. So the last thing I'm doing is going down that rabbit hole, probably the fastest way to get fired around here. That's right, the high moral ground at the University of Michigan. Now, let's flip this to Michigan State's side of things here because, well, yeah, Michigan State had the opportunity to not play this game this Saturday. They were notified on Wednesday, as the statement says. We're, hey, you guys, uh, you guys have an out to not play this game because, well, guess what? Just like their previous six or seven opponents, they're going to know everything you're doing on Saturday, not just before the game, but also during the game as well, which can legitimately be a safety hazard. I mean, I don't know much of an argument against that. Uh, but look, should Michigan State play? <laughs> Let's just talk about it. Should Michigan State play this game? Now, I will preface this with saying, well, of course they will, because not only they have a statement, but look, if Michigan State said no to playing, um, yeah, they would still be painted as the team in the run here. Like, we know how it goes around these parts in the Metro Detroit media. The team who is being cheated against 
would be painted as the wimps or like ones cowering in fear to play this game. So no, like there, there was going to be no way MSU can not play this game and then even come out as the good guy. Also, let's just talk about inside the locker room too. I mean, these are young men, coaches that want to compete. I mean, that is in their blood. There's too much pride in that locker room to know that, hey, your opponent is cheaters essentially, but yeah, they're still going to play it out and see how things are going. And there is a statement too, right before we started recording this, that um, interim president, Teresa Woodruff, our ninth interim president in the last three years, seemingly. Anyway, she sounded off on this quote, as we look forward to the football game this Saturday, we are chagrined by the news of the NCAA investigation and we echo the Big Ten Conference's commitment to integrity. The allegations are concerning, but will be handled through the NCAA's processes, which I'm, I'm sure will get wrapped up very quickly here by the NCAA. Speedy bunch they are over there. Anyway, back to the statement. MSU has no further comment on that matter. The university is focused on supporting our own team and preparing campus for a safe game day environment yada 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 um so what do i think just you know some some idiot with a microphone that just loves his michigan state spartans what do i think do i think they should play the game you guys might get upset about this but i i could go without playing this game I could certainly go without playing this game. Uh, look, if you've been listening to any episode in the build-up to this weekend's game or if you just have eyes yourself and have been watching the games this Saturday, uh, I don't I don't see a lot of upside here with, with this one. Um, look, Michigan State, 24-and-a-half-point underdogs. And, I look, I get that any given Saturday anything can happen, but – Boy, howdy, we just saw Michigan State have every single bounce go their way last weekend and also take an 18-point lead into the final quarter against Rutgers, and they still found a way to lose. So, no, quite frankly, I don't see a path to victory here for Michigan State. And, look, that even is before we found out that Michigan knows the entire playbook and all the signals and you know, whatever going into this game. Now, I also think, hey, this is kind of a nice out here, too, because just think a few years ago of Michigan's COVID excuse that ended their season in 2020 when they realized that things were spiraling way out of control over in Ann Arbor, and they just pulled positive COVID tests from the labs in Wuhan, basically, and said, no, we can't play against Ohio State or any team at the end of the season. But uh, so that was one excuse they used to end their season, and this wouldn't be ending a season for Michigan State. It would just be, you know, kicking the rivalry game down the road, which would be nice. And I don't know. To me, the excuse of, quote, the other teams know all of our plays uh, might be a legitimate excuse. I don't know. That, that just seems like a good way to get out of Dodge by not playing against a team that knows everything that's going on. So, I, yeah, personally, I would punt. If that makes me a wuss, so be it. I'm just a wuss that doesn't want to see this execution take place on Saturday. I, uh, yeah, call me call me a fake fan or whatever. But, yeah, I personally can do without the game, especially knowing that, well, Michigan knows a thing or two about what's going to be going on. I got a few more thoughts about this, of course. And then we're going to get into a, a recruiting commit for football. Yeah, believe it or not. And then, you know, some basketball news mailbag. But first, the show is presented by BetterHelp. We all feel uncertain at times. And no, not just with MSU's secondary, their kicking game, or their special teams. No, no, no. We're talking like real life stuff. Things that we often sh aren't sure how to handle. And that is where BetterHelp steps in. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life. So that you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Therapy is helpful for many reasons from learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries to becoming the best versions of yourself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, please give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be 
convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on college and get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on college. Also, Right now, just like we said, Michigan State, 24.5-point underdogs against Michigan. Uh, if you're feeling spicy about our Spartans, do it with FanDuel. That is right, America's number one sports betting app out there. Uh, I do all my business on FanDuel. That's right, because why? Well, they got the best bets out there. Not just spreads, not just player props, not just over-unders, but the same game parlays. You could do the first touchdown score. You could really maximize your winnings and maximize your Saturday with FanDuel. Or, hey, let's say that you want more than just college football Saturdays. We'll step into the action this NFL season with FanDuel because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Yeah, you heard that right. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, when you place a $5 bet. So what are you waiting for over there? Go to FanDuel.com slash lockdown and kick off the NFL season. It is FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So just a few more thoughts here around this whole thing. Um, Michigan fans just delivered as always here. I mean, God, I, I tweeted this out. So, I mean, this might be your second time hearing this, but... Jim Harbaugh could stab a player at the 50-yard line in the middle of the game on NBC, and uh, Wolverine fans, by and large, will call it a setup or say it's not a big deal. Like, I, how, how much more do you need to see for you to actually criticize your program just for once? Because a lot of the rhetoric is, uh, I've heard some iteration of, well, come on, Sparty, just just change your playbook, just just change your signals. Like, oh yeah, we'll just we'll just change the whole offense on 48 hours notice just because you guys just can't not play a fair game. No, that that makes a lot of sense. Or my favorite personal one is uh it's illegal to watch another team play. Like, oh, there's 80,000 people inside of stadiums that, and and they can't steal signals like well, you know, it's a little different when you're using electronics, kind of like you're being accused of doing right now. And, well, let's just go to some other Twitter responses right now. Just like Grill Guy 97 which I assume the 97 is the graduating year from the University of Michigan. Just, quote, then get new signs, play the game, and beat us. I mean, God, that is just – that is awesome coming from the fan base that uses rain as an excuse for not winning games. Uh, oh, yeah, we know all your plays and all your signals. Psh Lighten up. No, don't use that as, that as an excuse. Just beat us. And meanwhile, oh, it's a little rainy. Oh, that's why you beat us. Like, you guys, you guys, can't, you guys can't have any normal conversation. And then uh, Cody Yu on Twitter as well, probably a doctorate student at the University of Michigan, like many other great fans on Twitter are. Uh, focus on your own bleep storm of a program. Nothing Michigan did was illegal. You guys reach every time NCAA in Michigan comes up. Anything to shine some light and avoid that ass beating coming in two days. Um, so focus on your own bleep storm of a program. I, yeah, call me crazy, but our next opponent is the University of Michigan, a team that's under investigating for cheating. That quite literally is focusing on my own program. I'm worrying about the opponent that we're about to play. When we go break teams down and do previews and what they do well, what they don't do well, I think knowing precisely what the other team is going to do is a very relevant part of this preview and something that directly impacts well our program. And I got to pull out the other part too, which is my favorite part of this statement. Uh, nothing Michigan did was illegal, which 100%, right? The, the Big Ten is just, you know, sabotaging its own best shot at a national title. 
just because they're bored. Uh, they're using language like clear evidence, uh, you know, just just all willy nilly, you know, just throwing that to the wind and saying like, ah, I don't know, there there it might be. It's early stages of the evidence. We actually just heard from a message board that there might be cheating going on. Like, no, guys, you you are caught. You are caught, and that is just how it goes. Okay, like that, you guys are cheated. It's it's time for once in your entire lives. I know this is going to be a seismic shift in the way you live your life. But you have to just join us in reality. You have to try your best to join us in reality. I, I know that the leaders are the best, ethical integrity, and like guys, you're not that special. All right, you you guys are cheaters. You guys are largely scum, and your athletic director is nowhere to be seen in all of this. Once again, wow, how that's that's crazy. Uh, I have some other thoughts too about this as well, and I'm wondering. The 51 points that Michigan gave up against TCU, did you give up 51 points against TCU with a month prep knowing all their plays and signals, or did they score 51 on you because finally for the first time last season, you didn't get the chance to canvas the stadium with your moles knowing that you would face them? Like it wasn't a scheduled game like all the Big Ten games were. And I quite frankly don't know what's Worse is knowing all their plays and signals and then still having 51 points dropped on your head or, well, just being caught red-handed that, yeah, uh-oh, they, they dropped a 50-burger on us because, well, that, that's what happens when we don't know precisely what the other team is doing. Uh-oh. And I also have to add this as well, but I have to appreciate that this whole Spy Kids conglomerate of cheating was used on UNLV Rutgers, Dowagiac High School, and then Boy Scout Troop 596. Like, this wasn't for the Penn State games or the Ohio State games. Like, you were caught before your real season even started. So, I just (laughs) – I have to point out the hilarity in that is that, like, good job using the spy thing for high school games, all right? Now you can't use it when it actually matters. You probably should have started your little spy brigade a little later in the season so you can get to Lucas Oil Stadium for a third time with no sweat like you had the last few years because, well, the binoculars are a work in here. Uh, Hey, here's something I didn't expect we would talk about anytime soon. Michigan State football got a commit on Wednesday. That's right. I, I will say that again. Michigan State football got a commit for the 2024 class. And I'm a little as excited and surprised as you are here. It is Keyshawn Williams. He is an athlete, three-star athlete, primarily plays defensive back out of the great state of Tennessee. And he is teammates with fellow uh, Tennessee native, Jalen Thompson, another defensive back out of Riverdale High School, which means that Riverdale High School in the state of Tennessee has as many commits to the 2024 class as kids that are just from the state of Michigan here. But I digress. We, hey, we're back to 10 commits. Look at us. Uh, so Keyshawn Williams, a little bit about him. He did have a knee injury last year, uh, bouncing back in a strong way. And that knee injury uh, has led to the offer sheet of other than Michigan State, Austin P. Eastern Kentucky, Georgia Southern, Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech. So, look, a a low offer sheet for sure, but Michigan State jumps that offer, and what better time than now to jump on a golden opportunity to play Big Ten football? So, yes, you'll be coming up here with Jalen Thompson should they both keep their commitments. So, there you have it. Again, I just can't 
can't believe it here. Um, all right. Also, we're going to get into the Jackson Kohler news really quick. You may have saw this already on Wednesday, but Jackson Kohler underwent foot surgery. That is going to have him out until around Christmas is what Tom Izzo said. And I don't know about you. I could probably read your mind, but I'm quite frankly sick of all the foot injuries around Michigan State basketball. And I don't, I don't even know who to yell at, who to blame. I mean, some people are saying, well, it must be the Nike shoes. Like guys, I, there are dozens, if not hundreds, of colleges around the country that have Nike endorsement deals, and they, there's no way they can have the amount of foot issues as Michigan State does. I mean, just in recent history, Malik Hall foot issue, Jaden Aikens foot issue, Langford, uh, yeah, you think he had a foot issue? So, or God, even if you want to go back a little further, I'm pretty sure Gary Harris had a foot issue. It's just like Adrian Payne as well, rest in peace. But like. Dude, I, it's 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 mind-numbing, but it's also like the official start of Michigan State basketball season. Anytime that there is a stress fracture or foot surgery being dealt out early in the season or before the season even starts. So the games that Kohler will miss. Now, let's just assume that this Christmas timeline is correct. The big non-conference games, Duke, Butler, Arizona, Baylor. Okay, And then two Big Ten games as well against Wisconsin. Now, last year in the Spartans and Badgers only matchup. Jackson Kohler just played four minutes, and we've seen this be very matchup dependent between the three centers last year. Um, so four minutes against Stephen Kroll, the seven-footer over at Wisconsin, and then Nebraska is the other game he'll miss as well. Last year, the minute split at the center position was Mahdi, 21 minutes a game, Jackson Kohler, 10 minutes a game, and then Carson Cooper, six minutes per game. So I think until here, you get Mahdi at 25 minutes, uh, Carson Cooper at 10 minutes, and he did play you know, all three NCAA tournament games in double-digit minutes as well, Carson Cooper, that is. And you're probably going to see a little more Xavier Booker at the five, which might just make sense to you on paper. The kid's six foot ten; He's very rangy, but I, I see him as more of a four. But then again, when you are that size, yeah, you're going to be playing a little bit of center, especially when there's just two healthy kids there. And that'll be interesting because he's a little on the slender side. That's something that Izzo has talked about. And that is something that Booker's own family has gotten him in the weight room to fix is his size. So we'll see how he can hold his own at the center position when he does get a few minutes there as well. But hey, even if it is Booker, I do like this small ball lineup. And I use small ball in air quotes because again, Booker being like six foot 10, it's just funny to say small. Anyway, uh, Booker at the five, Malik Hall at the four, Aikens at the three, Walker at the two, Hogart at the one. I mean, yeah, you can make it work with that lineup. Uh, now, obviously, it's a bummer for Jackson Kohler. I don't need to be a medical professional to tell you that or a basketball professional to tell you that. But it's a bummer for the kid who, I mean, how many times do you see a nice jump from your freshman year to your sophomore year? But what really is the bummer here is the time of the year he's going to be missing, like all those tune-up games against Southern Indiana, James Madison, uh, Indiana State. Like there are no tune-up games for Jackson Kohler when he gets back. Like he is thrown into the fire here once he returns to the court. So hope, uh, yeah, hope he heals up nice. I, I hope the Christmas timeline is good because we've seen foot injury timelines absolutely fluctuate. So yeah, it's uh it's a bummer, but that is the latest news. We're going to dive headfirst into the mailbag here in a hot second, but first I need to talk all your ears off about bird dog shorts, my favorite shorts in the game. And even though the temperature's getting a little chilly up here in Michigan, yeah, I'm still rocking shorts. I'm still rocking my bird dogs and also bird dog pants as well. Now, just like the shorts, they have the liner on the inside and yes, it's just like a compression short, 
with just the right amount of snugness. And just like their shorts, these bad boys are so versatile. Go run your errands. Go play around to golf. Go camping. Go go run a marathon in these things. Like these are versatile. And also, you will be looking fantastic in these bird dogs. They do the same exact thing as Lululemon do, except, well, they just fit way better. Point blank. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college or enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. Again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And from one great article of clothing to the next, you already know what it is home field apparel at homefieldapparel.com. Now, let's say you're a Wolverine too that has somehow made it this far into the show. They got your school as well. Let's say you're a Hawaii fan. They got your school as well. Let's say you're a fan of Slippery Rock, Colorado School of Might. They have so many schools. And under each one, amazing vintage logos. Logos, even for Michigan State, that I've never seen in my entire life until I went to homefieldapparel.com. And Believe me, I believe green, and I thought I knew every logo there is to know about Michigan State, but nope, homefieldapparel.com schooled me in that. And also, well, when you get the package, when you get your hoodie, your long sleeve t-shirt, your t-shirt, your sweatshirt, when you put that on, it is going to be the most comfortable piece of clothing in your closet. That's a Sheehan guarantee. That's not written in the ad copy here. No, that's just that's just me speaking from the heart right here. So when you go to homefieldapparel.com, don't leave yourself in the dust. Enter promo code LOS23 for 15% off of your first purchase. Again, promo code LOS23 for 15% off at homefieldapparel.com. All right, we're going to dive really quick into the mailbag here, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're just a Michigan fan that has loved the discourse so far and you somehow have made it to minute number 25 of this show, yeah, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Uh, these go all over the place, so this will be a fun one. And these are emails just from the last week here. So we're kind of just piling it all up together and we're going for it. Jeff kicks us off with a nice little disclaimer to start this email. So I know the ridiculousness of this, and I don't care. Temper this take. That's a good start. Michigan being good does provide MSU a benefit in hiring a coach. Reason is just like when your sibling has something nice, you want one too. We will hire to the expectation level of matching current Michigan success. So where do we get our NFL head coach to return to a former dog and take us to the promised land? Enter Robert Salah. Sure, he went to Northern, but he coached at MSU and earned a master's degree there. Also, he has been vocal in the past about the MSU U of M rivalry. So it's some about the candidate, but mostly the take that Michigan success will drive a more stringent coaching search at MSU that I'm interested in your thoughts on. Still listen every day. Love the podcast. Well, I love you, Jeff. Thanks a lot for that email. And look, if Robert Salah ever became a legitimate candidate, you would not see me on here crying up and down about how that's, that's bad. Like, no, I think Robert Salah would be a fine hire here. There's one problem, though. And it's that stinking team in New York just keeps finding ways to win. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers blows his Achilles out four plays into the season, and they should be in the gutter right now. And no, they're not AFC favorites, but like they, they just keep winning games. And that's going to keep Robert Salah there, especially if they could just keep their head above water, finish the season at, I don't know, like a eight and nine, for example, or maybe even a seven and 10 would get the job done. Something that shows that there is something there, even with Zach Wilson slinging the ball around. But like, so that's why I don't think we should get our hopes up for Robert Salah, just because the Jets keep finding ways to do it and keeping Robert Salah employed. So whatever. But hey, you know, if the last few weeks of the season get a little topsy-turvy for the Jets and he becomes available, 
Again, I'd, I'd be thrilled to have him here. I do wonder, though, if he would want to come back down to the college ranks. I know, obviously, we've seen NFL coaches go down to college, like Matt Rule over at Nebraska, Urban Meyer, maybe, in the future. We'll see. But, no, um, NFL is a different beast than college. It is a much easier job in the NFL than college, and a lot of coaches don't want to go back to that grind of having to recruit every single hour of every single day, You know, taking bus rides instead of coach or private flights. I Anyway, I digress. Matt C. writes in, I'm so sick of hearing how Michigan is great. Here are some facts you should bring up on the show. Well, I will, Matt C. Their strength of schedule is in the 80s. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm shocked it's even that high, point blank. Uh, number two, their D hasn't played an offense in the 100s as far as yards per game. MSU will be the best offense they played at 95. Oh, my God, that's that's not good. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. And also, the email was written before all the news broke today. So, yeah, not only is the defense of Michigan not playing anyone that would even make a semifinal trip to the Division Three MHSAA playoffs here, but they also know every single thing that the other team's doing, which uh, might help just a little bit. I don't know. Call me crazy. And then Matt C., also their offense doesn't have elite receivers. Now, before everyone just calls Matt C. crazy and says, oh, my God, I can't believe a Michigan State fan just predicted a win. Matt C ends the email with that said, Scotty Hazleton will probably still, uh, sorry, will stay in our base four two five against run heavy sets. And Ross Ells is going to spot Michigan 14 points, so we won't have a chance. However, Michigan is getting slapped by Penn State. Go Nittany Lions. I, I'm going to care so much about the Nittany Lions on that weekend. Anyway, Kevin writes in, Michigan is in the midst of probably the best season they've ever had since the 90s and are seemingly going to cakewalk their way to the national championship game. Yet I only ever see them posting about how Michigan State sucks this year or freaking out about how Urban Meyer is most definitely, positively, certainly never going to coach for Michigan State and making fun of fans who even suggest that Michigan State is a desirable program for a coach to head to. My question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, how pathetic is the Michigan fan base that they haven't even enjoyed their own team's success and feel the need to constantly post about their rivals in threads that they don't have any connection to Michigan? I'll always say 10, just any day of the year. It doesn't even have to be this specifically, but like I will reason at least with Michigan fans here is that the, the reason that they always just talk about MSU is like, I, and this is just honesty, it's, it's not like their games are much to talk about, right? And, like, I actually, believe it or not, this might floor some of you, but, like, I do have at least one Michigan fan in my life that I talk to somewhat regularly, and even they're like, yeah, I turned the game off in the second half. I just went, you know, just to do grocery shopping. Or, yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to go to the game this week. Like, it's not going to be exciting. Like, they just don't have any games to talk about, quite frankly. I know that there are some Michigan fans that were really sensitive over me saying that Michigan has played a seven-week preseason so far. But guys, like that that's just true. Like, give me a team that is worth even talking about after you're done dusting them by 50 points. So yeah, like it's just they have nothing to talk about. So of course you're just gonna look to the bearded lady freak show that's going on here in East Lansing. So I, I again I, I'm I'm sorry to like give them benefit of the doubt here, but I, I think that's why it's just because they, they have nothing to talk about. It's just been that boring of a season. Matthew writes in, Matt, please tell me MSU does not wear the all black uniforms this Saturday verse. He wrote, he wrote scum. Uh, his words, not mine, even though I used those words earlier. Anyway, what a great way to kill the hype on those jerseys forever. Please just save them for a night game next year. Anything else? Sincerely a tired Sparty fan. Matthew, from, from one Matt to another, I could not agree more with you here. Uh, I think we talked about this not too long ago on this show. I would punt those black jerseys until next year. 
I think that, hey, you're going to introduce this jersey, which is it has been dubbed not an alternate, something that will be a staple in Michigan State's rotation. You're going to kick this off with, look, I love Michigan State. I bleed green. You, you have probably figured it out by now. I do not have a lot of faith in this game coming up. I, that is how we're going to start the next chapter of like Michigan State uniforms. I, I don't know about that. And I get the other end of the argument, right? Like these kids have been through a lot. This is something that they are excited about. Let them have this moment. You know what? If that's the reason, fine. I, I, I'm just an a-hole if I argue against that. But truly, I, I'm not thrilled to see the black jerseys be worn this Saturday because uh, – you remember those bronze script state jerseys they wore back in 2014, I believe it was, in a non-conference basketball game against Georgetown, and they just had the most flaccid game out there, and they lost, and then you never saw the jerseys ever again, and they were just kind of just stained with this grossness of the game. Like I, This is kind of the same vibe I get here. Okay, maybe I'm just being too much of a Debbie Downer, but like I don't, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Last email comes from Ray Ray. Get plenty of emails from Ray Ray. Ray Ray, love you, man. Um, he writes three parts here. Can we stop with the faux optimism and hesitancy? Now, first of all, hold on. I don't know if that's directed to me, but like I, I can't even feign optimism lately. <laughs> so anyway, the only way this program has any hope in the near future is if some more coaches get fired now. This isn't an honest program with a bunch of near misses. This is a disorganized program that snatches defeat from the jaws of victory. Got that right. Better coaches could put a stop to some of the penalties and the most egregious play calling immediately. They would still lose, but State wouldn't show its bleep on national television every week. Now, part number two this email, can we adopt Western or Central for the rest of the season? Those are programs who do reasonably well and are mostly consistent. MSU should always be at least a Penn State caliber team, not Indiana or Northwestern. The inconsistency drives me nuts. You're spot on there. Of course, Michigan State should be closer to the Penn States of the world than they are the Indianas, the Northwesterns. Um, yeah. But I, now, here's one thing I will suggest can we adopt western or central the rest of the season like why why shoot for that Let, let's let's just go to washington i know we've just gotten our teeth kicked in by them the last few years but like that's a fun team to watch or texas or florida state or oklahoma teams that are very fun to watch and also will probably be against michigan in the college football playoffs so like look guys we deserve this like we are first and foremost above anything else michigan state fans like we dot we we are diehard fans we bleed green and white but let's just have like a cool second team, all right? It doesn't have to be a Central or a Western. Like let's let's adopt uh, a team that's actually fun to watch the rest of the season and just join me in just adopting any of the schools I just named. Heck, even Georgia. I don't think I named them. Get nuts. Yeah, treat yourselves, guys. Come on. It's been a miserable fall. The, the last, the, the least you could do is give yourself a fun team. And the third question of Ray Ray's email: Why does MSU basketball split with U of M every year? It's a great question. That drives me nuts. Let's beat them twice this year. It would feel good. And I am still so salty about that home game at Breslin Center, Michigan State versus Michigan, being on Peacock. Instead of a butchering on network television for the whole world to see, they got it stashed away on an app that only Michigan State fans will see because Lord knows that no Michigan fans are going to be watching that game and certainly not any other fans of any other team here. So I, I'm very salty about that. But, hey, Let's just make the whooping so good that well, Sports Center has no choice but to air the highlights from it. Um, that's what I got for you. All right, gang, we will be back Saturday night after the game. It'll be awesome. It's gonna be a great time. Um, and then we're gonna be back 
every single day next week because that's just what we do here. If you haven't figured out by now, we are here five days a week, no matter how good or how bad a season is going. But hey, guys, go enjoy yourselves this weekend. Let's all hydrate. We're going to mix in a water every so often. And then, uh, yeah, just have a fun, safe time in East Lansing. I'm sure it'll be a fun time. So also try to stay dry. going to be miserable weather. But hey, love you all. I genuinely mean that. Go Green.